Welcome back, everyone. Today, uh, we will uh, talk about chapter 20 uh, in the book of Revelation with His Grace Bishop Yusuf. If you remember the last time we spoke about like how the false prophet and the Antichrist were thrown into the bottomless pit or the lake of fire. But then we haven't talked about the dragon who is actually the devil, the, the third one in the trinity or the, this demonic trinity. So uh, Sayyidina, when he says in verse 1, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, and laid hold of the dragon. So now he is talking about the dragon because they didn't mention him last chapter. Yes. So what does this mean? That he uh, laid hold on the dragon, the serpent of old, and bound him for a thousand years. Every time we read in the book of Revelation, Then I saw means a new vision. Mm. So the vision about the destruction of Babylon ended, and then now he is seeing a new vision. New vision. This vision actually speaks about the destruction of the devil. So he started the vision from the time of binding, binding. The, 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 the devil. We know the devil before Christ was the prince of the world. Mm. But when Christ came and was crucified on the cross, the devil was bound mm. and actually was placed in the bottomless but we need to understand, as he said, with a chain. Like some of the fathers said, if you bind a dog with a chain, then the dog can actually jump and, and, and move within the boundaries of this chain. Mm. So he is not immovable. So now actually, Satan, while he is bound, he can move and can influence people, but within restriction. But before the end of the days, he will be released completely. And when he is released completely, there will be a big, big similarity between the evil at the time and the evil before the time of Christ. Mm. If you read in the history of the world about the before Christ, the evil was very, very unimaginable. You know, people, like, for example, offer their children as a sacrifices to the idols, make their children walk in fire in front of their gods. They practiced sexual immorality as part of their worship mm. to the idols. So when actually we read about children of Israel and their evil that disappointed God very, very much, this evil is not in any way comparable to the evil in the rest of the world. Mm. But after Christ and after Christianity, then we can see how this evil was restrained completely, mm. you know? But at the end of the day, the evil will, will be back like before Christ. That's mm. the time of the great tribulation when Satan will be released. Mm. And we need to understand that 1,000 years yes. here are symbolic, not literal. So this 1,000 years will start or started already from the time of the crucifixion yes. of Christ and will end by the release of, of, of Satan. Mm because he is bound for 1,000 years. People who are trying to say it's literal, they misinterpret the scripture. Because the book of Revelation, as we, we see, it's a symbolic book. It's not a literal book. When we spoke about 144,000, it's symbolic. Many things actually are very, very symbolic. Mm. So why they are taking this letter? And if um, they are speaking about it literal, then Christ will have more than, uh, yeah, yes, two coming. Yeah, mm -hmm. we know Christ, there are two coming. The mm -hmm. first coming, 
when he was incarnate, incarnate and yeah. second coming to judge the world. Yes. But if we follow the literal interpretation uh, of, of 1,000 years, this that means, means more comings, yeah. three or four coming, mm. which is not biblical. So th that is I just I want to make sure people should understand 1,000 years is just a number of perfect number means Satan will be bound for a perfect time according to the heavenly economy of God. So this is the time we're living in now. The millennial reign of Christ yes. is actually this time that we're yes. living in. And then he says, and he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and put a seal. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. So this is what your grace is saying, that yes. at the end of the time, he will be released again. Then in verse 4, it talks about this millennial reign at the end of the verse. And they lived and reigned with Christ, the followers of God. They lived and reigned with him for a thousand years, which is our time now. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. So in this chapter, we're going to hear about the first resurrection and the first death and second death. So if your grace can shed some light on this. What is the first death? Death is not the physical death, the first death. Because God spoke about Lazarus and said, Lazarus slept. And we say in the litany for the departed, there is no death for your servant, but a departure. But in John chapter 5, the Lord said, the hour is coming and now is when the dead hear the voice of the Son of God. So those who are dead by their sins, as St. Paul said, you who are dead through trespasses. That's the first death. If the first death is dead by sin, then the first resurrection will be repentance. You remember the father said about the prodigal son, yeah. he was dead and now is alive. alive. So believing in the Lord Jesus Christ is the resurrection. Repenting is a resurrection. Hearing the word of God is a resurrection. Uh, taking communion is a resurrection. Doing good deeds is a resurrection. So when the participation in the first resurrection means I hear the word of God, I believe in him, I am baptized, I live the life of repentance, I partake of his body, and I do good deeds. Mm. We know that we moved from this to life because we love the brethren, yes. you know, as, as John said. So that's the, the first resurrection. The second death is the eternal perdition. And the second resurrection is the resurrection of the bodies. As we see in the end of the creed, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. Mm. The second resurrection when we go to the kingdom of heaven. So here, those who believed in Christ, now they are reigning. That's a spiritual uh, kingdom, mm. and that is the spiritual uh, priesthood. For those, I reign with Christ. How I reign with Christ? Christ is king, mm. and if I'm, I'm betrothed to him, as we explained last time, yes. I'm one with him. The bride of the king is a queen. queen yes. you know? So th that means we, we reign with Christ. But the rest of the dead, who are the rest of the dead? Those who did not repent, did not live again. Did not live means what? Yes, they are living physically, but they, they don't know what is the real meaning of life. Like when the Lord said, you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. Right. That's exactly here. Mm. They did not live again until the thousand years were finished. So the first resurrection, this mm. is the first resurrection, is as I explained, hearing the word of God, believing, baptizing, repenting, participating in communion, and doing good deeds. These six points make me participate 
in the resurrection of Christ. And that's what it says in uh, verse 6, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection over such, the second death has no power. And then, uh, like your grace said in verse 7, now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and he will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog. So what's Gog and Magog? Before speaking this, just yes. I want to make a quick comment about verse 6 is that your reverence mentioned. They shall be priests of God and of Christ. Mm. I want to differentiate between sacramental priesthood mm. and the priesthood of laity. When I lift up my hands to pray, you know, I'm offering a sacrifice. Yes. When um, I help the poor, it's a sacrifice, as St. Paul said in Hebrews chapter 13. So everyone will be a priest in a spiritual sense. But this is totally different from the sacramental priesthood because our brethren, the Protestant, they deny the sacramental priesthood based on this verse. And they say there is nothing called sacramental priesthood. But when the Lord appeased in the face of the disciples and told them, receive the Holy Spirit if you forgive sins upon the earth forgiven, if you retain sins, they are retained. And we read in, in the letter of St. Paul to Timothy and Titus about, you know, the priests and the bishops and the deacons. So there is sacramental priesthood, also there is the priesthood of laity. Mm. So that is a spiritual priesthood of laity. Going to Gog and Magog, mm. Gog is the king and Magog is the land that he is ruling. And actually Gog and Magog was mentioned before in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. in um, Ezekiel. Yes. And uh, some people say uh, Gog and Magog is about Russia, mm -hmm. because Mashk is, is, is uh, Russia. But some people say, no, it is um, uh, China. Mm. You know, Ezekiel spoke about this war in um, chapter 38 and 39. And he said Gog is a uh, president of Rosh, which is Russia, and Mashk can be Moscow. or some commentator also in the Bible said, no, these tribes, Rosh, Mashk, and Tubal, are tribes in China. It could be this, or it could be that, or something else. We'll know when it happens. And the war that's mentioned here, most probably, is the war of Armageddon that, that we spoke yes. uh, about it before. Which also, I uh, just want to remind you, like His Grace said at the beginning, that uh, this is a different vision, so we are not going chronologically. So some of the things we uh, read about before are maybe repeating in a different way now, which is the same war. And then the end of this war and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And this is the very end. In verse 10, the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. So now the... The false prophet and the beast are already in the lake of fire, and now the now, dragon yes. joined them. Yeah, in the previous chapter, spoke about the destruction of everyone except the dragon. Right. Now the dragon is the devil is, is destroyed completely right. and endlessly, eternally, tormented day and night forever and ever. Then, right after this, when the dragon was cast into the lake of fire, we hear, then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And we see the judgment, that the books were opened. Now, the last question in this chapter would be the books. Uh, how do we understand when he says, you know, the book of life, or the books were opened? What does that mean? 
You know when the Lord said uh, you will give an account for every idle word. Mm. So the books that are the records in which our deeds are recorded is of course symbolic. Whether good deeds or bad deeds. As we say in sincere liturgy and he will judge everyone according to his deeds whether good or bad. What we should know that with repentance the bad deeds will be completely erased from the books. So the books will not have a record for our bad deeds. And that is the power of repentance. Repentance actually will erase completely our bad deeds. And, and we have a story in the life of saints, St. Moses, when he, he repented, how St. Macarius saw like a, a board has many, many, many writings. And every mentioning of one sin, it was erased until the, the board was completely clean mm. from all these sins. And here actually it's encouragement to all of us, regardless how sinful I am, regardless how many sins I committed in my life. But Jesus died for me. He died to purify and cleanse me. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from every, every sin. sin. There is no sin without, without forgiveness. As Isaac of Syria said, no sin without forgiveness, except sin without repentance. Yeah. So when we repent, all our sins will be forgiven. Yeah. The Book of Life has the names of the people who will inherit the kingdom of God. Again, it's symbolic. And there's no literal book, yes. <laughs> but it's symbolic as a record of all the people from Adam to the end of the ages who will go to heaven yeah. with Christ. So with this, we uh, end uh, this chapter, chapter 20, and this is the final judgment, and again, the final judgment of the dragon and, and uh, all his followers, and the final judgment again of the people of God. In the next two chapters, chapters 21 and 22, now we're going to see a picture of heaven and, and what's in it. So we'll talk about this next time. Thank you.